Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. Our guest today is Emmanuel D. Thomas. Emmanuel is a keynote speaker, a mindset coach, and an author. Welcome, Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, very excited to be here on your podcast with you. So I see that you love to write. Uh, you wrote a book called The Power of Thinking Inside the Box. It's quite a unique name. Tell us about that book. Yeah, this is um, one book of many. This book was obviously my first, and I was inspired to write this book because a few years back, I was working on a tech startup in which I still am. And at the time, I didn't have the funding, the capital, the resources, or just the people in place to really help me maneuver through that ecosystem. So I wanted to find a way to still convey my message to those and allow that concept to live beyond me. And what made the most sense was to write a book. And I am a voracious reader, uh, really became a heavy reader within the last four or five years. I've always appreciated reading, but again, once I really began to grow into myself, I found that reading is greater than just being fundamental. It's, it's everything because you ingest, digest information your particular way and how you make that information, you know, pragmatic, pragmatic, you know, understanding its utility. I think that's the greatest gift that what reading can provide. So um, that inspired me to write my book and my book is honestly just to help people. It's within the personal development space. It's a uh, very suggestive. It's not telling people what to do you know, like typical self-help books would do. It's really helping the reader understand themselves and giving them little tidbits of information that, again, they can implement into their life daily, whether it be personal life, business life, you know, habit life. It's all about really finding your uniqueness and building that momentum so that you can continue to grow into the person that you already are. That's great. And why did you call it the power of thinking inside the box? Yeah, yeah. I, I love when people ask me that question because it's so unorthodox, right? The reason I named it that is because I'll give you this analogy. If you're moving from one home to the next, you're going to use boxes as you pack your items, correct? Yes, sir. That box doesn't care what you put in it. The box is only going to foster and go where you take it. And the subconscious works that same way. It doesn't care what you put in it. It doesn't argue with you. It's not combative. It's not going to be, you know, super objective. It's going to just house whatever you put into it. So with that being said, when you learn how to feed your mind, feed your spirit with information, with those affirmations that will help you thrive despite the crisis, despite the circumstance or situation, you again, you begin to grow into yourself and you understand your personal power. You, you really tap into your authority in a sense. So the power of thinking inside the box, it's, it's just that. A box doesn't care what you put in it, nor does your subconscious. But what you do put in it will make or break you in a sense. So I, I really try to highlight that when it comes to me explaining the title. No, that's great. And I, I often get asked, you know, Christopher, you're a speaker. How do you become a speaker? And the first thing you have to understand what your topic is. And the topic has to be both general and specific. And you do that well, meaning general power of thinking, but then it has to be specific for your brand, which is inside the box. And it's super important where in my case, I'd say I talk about story-based leadership, where I teach leaders how to use the story to inspire the world, where I take words like outstanding, noteworthy, or remarkable, and literally flip it around and say, if you're an outstanding speaker, you're standing out. If you're remarkable, you have someone making remarks about you. If you're noteworthy, 
are you worthy of notes? It's like simple things that people can, oh, that makes sense, but you did a great job of doing that. Now let's rewind back a little bit because you talked about how four or five years ago you started reading. And I want our guests to know what was that impetus? What was that change? Because I frankly hated to read as a kid. And I want to know what sparked you to start reading because it's so important to read, 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 read. So can you share with our readers what happened in your life that encouraged you to read more? Yeah, uh, somewhat like you as a child, I despised reading, not because of the art or the practice. It's because that wasn't something that I saw in my family. Um, and again, I come from a long line of great people, my mother more so. She's always been the super intentional reader. But even with that, growing up as a kid, your appreciation for things that adults do, you know, it's surface for the most part. So professionally, I saw myself maneuvering through corporate America at a great pace, um, just learning from others, learning from life, because life is obviously the best teacher and instructor. But the older I got, I just realized that even though I'm broadening my horizons with all of these life experiences, you know, the concentration of a certain power, it's always, again, going to come from a book. And once you understand what your appetites are in life, you then begin to you know, steer towards reads that make the most sense to you, that again, that mirror, in a sense, your life. It's somewhat like the geisha reaction, the geisha effect. You want to mirror what you see in your mind's eye. So I really began to pay attention to books that tickled my fancy. Uh, one that I love that really helped me, I would say more than any other book, would be David Eagleman's Incognito, because of how he literally broke down the science of the mind, but he made it so easy to understand, so digestible to where it's, it's weighty, but it's a very clean read. It's very collaborative. And that's why I made my book that same way. I wanted it to be very conversational. I didn't want the reader to feel as though I'm talking to them. I wanted them to feel like it's us having a discussion, a very healthy discussion. And that just created a steamroll effect. So David Eagleman, Incognito, obviously Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, uh, Claude Bristol's The, Magi the Magic of Belief. Uh, my list goes on. There's so many that I can reference. But again, I'm not reading nonsense. I'm reading things that are within my niche, are within my space, you know, within my interest. And I'm just a summation of all that I've read thus far. And I just try to give that to people when we have dialogue. No, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Emmanuel, because the thing is, again, I hated to read it as a kid because I didn't read well, had poor vocabulary. But for the listeners, just know that it's not your fault to be ignorant when you're a kid because you're going to school. But it is your fault when you're an adult and you have a conscious choice to read. And for me, like you, I started reading after college. And my book that I read that really changed my life was The Seven Habits of Highlight for the People by Stephen R. Covey. And from mm -hmm. there, it just shifted everything where I'm like, wow, I didn't realize all these books are out there to help us practically, intentionally, on a daily basis where a lot of the stuff we learn in school, I mean, most of us don't remember it because they just tell us to regurgitate on a test. So I want to stress how important it is to read, but like what you were saying, Emmanuel, read what fancies you, read what inspires you, read things that you feel can help you because there's no excuses. And even with reading, I don't necessarily read through word by word, page by page, just read things that I want to read because you're not going to remember most of it anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's important for our, our listeners really to know how important it is to read and ultimately take your example, Emmanuel, by reading books that you feel vibing with. Because when it's all said and done, each book that you read, it, it's like 
a, a, a color of paint. And the more various books you have, the more color of paint you have, and you get to paint your own canvas, or in this case, a book. So in your case, you've written a bunch of books, Emmanuel. What are some other books that you've, you've written? Yeah, I'm actually um, slowly working on my second book. And it's going to, um, just to give a, I guess, somewhat of a te teaser, it's going to really have an emphasis in AQ, adaptability quotient. Because most people understand, you know, emotional intelligence and people understand that, you know, IQ, but not many understand adaptability. Because with AQ, that's when you, again, will understand who you are. Because when life happens, it's not about how you react, it's about how you respond. And the emphasis of that book is really going to be tailored towards that audience who don't or haven't been exposed to circumstances or extreme measures that have caused them to get off kilter. So now they have to find a way to rebalance their life and become their own centerpiece in a sense. So that's my second book in the works. And again, that's two of, of many because like I mentioned earlier, man, those concepts, a book, it will take you to the end of the earth. And once you leave here, that book is still going to be breathing. And the goal is to help someone else from your life lessons and, and, and your mistakes and, and your successes. Because you hit a great point, Chris, not to drag this out. But when you read, you don't necessarily have to read the book in its entirety. Because again, the book may be too weighty at the time in which you are in your life to read. And with school, again, they don't, really beat that into us. It's not embedded, it's not instilled in us because people often forget that most colleges, most universities, you know, they're gauging your level of intellect in their imagery, not in terms of your capacity. So again, you have to just know who you are. You have to understand your strengths and what you want to do in life. You have to have targets and you have to aim high and miss rather than aim low and hit. And I just, that's just my philosophy on life. Well, that's great. And one final thing I'm going to share is when I started reading more, especially biographies and autobiographies, what was profound to me was, let's say, uh, Benjamin Franklin or Johnny Rockefeller, one might have been a biography, one might have been an autobiography, but this man would have spent 60, 70, 80 years, and then they write down their life. And then right. you get to literally read in eight hours or six hours or two hours, whatever it might be, but you're literally reading 80 years of knowledge or 50 years of knowledge. And that would, that would, that's what really just exponentially motivated me even more to know that even with myself, you know, let's say I wrote a book on networking with billionaires or you wrote your book. Let's say it took you 20 years to write that book and someone else can like just that in two hours, but apply that. So that's the most profound thing that I hope our listeners know about why it's so important to read, especially Manuel's book, which is the power of thinking inside the box. Manuel, how can our guests learn more about you and read your book? Absolutely. Well, my book is available on uh, a number of platforms, especially the ebook. But if you want the hard copy, it's on Amazon.com. And as you mentioned, The Power of Thinking Inside the Box, uh, subtitle Universal Keys and Principles that Will Unlock the Power of Your Subconscious Mind and Potential Within You. If you want to better understand me as a man first, outside of a keynote speaker, professional, etc., feel free to connect with me on Instagram. My main account is ET the Motivator. And I have a secondary account with my partner and it's called our Mata Summit, uh, A-R-M-A-D-A Summit. And it's a nonprofit that we're going to get off the ground because I have a unique set of skills and as does she. So our crossover is going to be very beautiful in terms of the audience in which we reach. And it's all about giving back and helping. So more to come with that. Awesome. I hope everyone has a beautiful day, especially you, Emmanuel. Have a great day. Thank you, my friend. Take care, Chris.